With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. They travel at speeds pushing 200 miles per hour. The very best drivers in the world putting their lives on the line every week. It's time to get the lowdown on this week's contenders, plus a look at the key driver matchups right now on Gone Racing. And welcome in, everybody, to Gone Racing in the South Point Hotel Casino Vison Studios. Brendan Gone here with you back in studio. Mr. Jeff Motley, I apologize for last week, sir. Uh, well, you have nothing to apologize for, given the number of times that I've had to at least remote in, although at least I've had an internet connection wherever yeah. I've been. I did not expect not to have internet connection. I tried to do uh, do a test call earlier, and it did not go well. But fortunately, we had the the always great and amazing Mr. Vincent Mayulo, and Vinny did a fine job filling in. On the, hey, we called in the utility. We called him last minute, too. I mean, I'm talking 30 minutes before the show. I figure I can't do it. And thank you. thankfully, Jeff said, I think Vinny's here. And I go, oh, come on, Vinny. Well, Vinny was a phenomenal pinch hitter. People that are my age or older, he was the Manny Moda of pinch hitters uh, <laughs> coming in here yesterday. That. So, uh, that one I get. Hey, that reference I get. That one you get, yeah. That one. Well, we had, a, we had an inside yes. uh, reference before we got on the show that went over your head. But, but so okay. we, uh, we had a, you know, to get back a little on track here, uh, Nashville, which, first of all, back in Nashville, at the Super Speedway, now you and I once again showing our age. Remember the old fairgrounds? Uh, fairgrounds was fun. I raced the Nashville Super Speedway. Did a bunch of racing there for a bunch of years. Love that track. Our, now we have three concrete monsters with you know Dover, Bristol, and now Nashville Super Speedway. Great crowd. Great reaction. Kind of what Vegas used to be. You know, Vegas used to always bring out all the stars, right? We used to have Wayne Newton. We still this, get stars. Still do. But I'll tell you, they brought some some pretty big A-listers to that race in Nashville. This well, week. it was cool that NBC was able to put Brad Paisley on set with Dale Earnhardt Jr. They had Which, Luke, Luke Combs. Hey, What's up? It was a little weak. Okay, but I mean, it's Dale Jr. and Brad Paisley, so you can get away with being weak true, a little bit, right? True. Uh, and he had Luke Combs there at the at the race, Singing which is a big the, deal the, there. Start your engines. And, start your engines, and and uh, you know just seeing that, and then seeing the celebrities that are the team owner, like Pitbull. You know, he's been very visible at a lot of the races yep. this year there. So no, it was really cool to see you know NASCAR back in Nashville with a race. You know, we we went there in 2019 for the awards. Hopefully, we'll be going back there again later on this year. Nashville is a great racing city. You know, it's not uh, a secret that. 
the company I work for, Speedway Motorsports, we're looking at trying to bring racing back to the fairgrounds as well. So the idea of having two races at two different racetracks in Nashville, and I think that's a city that can handle that. It is, and I think I think I heard somebody earlier saying not trying to do maybe even Cup and and at both tracks, but do like we used to do at IRP. In Indianapolis, you had the big cars over at the big track. You had IRP. I think the fairgrounds is awesome. You know, I was listening to a bunch of guys earlier. Uh, Travis Mack was on on NASCAR radio earlier this week saying at one point he walked in his trailer and there was Pitbull, Kid Rock, and their families hanging in the lounge with, with Daniel. And I'm like, Pitbull, Kid Rock. Well, that's like the first year we opened the Neon Garage at, oh, dude, at Vegas. There. I literally, I walked into my office in the media center. Magic Johnson is sitting in my chair. Mark Wahlberg is standing in my office. And Goldberg, the wrestler, is sitting in a director's chair in my office. And I'm thinking, this is my office, and I don't really feel like I'm in the right place I'm not, here. I'm, I'm going to walk right back out. No, I, I mean, that was fun to see. It was great. Great race, too. I know we had a guy that led, you know, 80% well, of the race. I think it was a great race for second through 20th. Yes. It was it, racing everywhere. Lots of action. I'm sorry. Me and Harley, you know Harley, been with me forever since the 90s. Me and Harley been Harley together. Roush. Harley is, is my personal historian, we joke and call it. But Harley and I were texting on the race going, gee, apparently somebody didn't do their homework. Brakes, a problem at Nashville? We always had brake problems at Nashville. Can't believe these cup teams screwed up that bad and showed up with an intermediate package. And that made the race. We had, how many years has it been since we've used the word in NASCAR racing, Jeff? attrition. That's true. We certainly did have some attrition. And I think when you saw the pit stops, they go pull the wheel off and you saw all that brake (laughs) dust. I mean, it was, it was like a pile of brake dust on pit road. They had to actually sweep it off after the pit stops. I talked to a couple guys, uh, teams this week and and they were saying, dude, we had no brakes left. Like pads we're talking were, were, which are supposed to be 75, hundred millimeter. were like 10 millimeter left. Everybody, but Kyle Larson, I don't really think he needed to use the brakes. (laughs) Dude, Kyle was, it's unbelievable what Kyle did this week. And when we get in what he keeps doing. Holy Just keeps doing. We did the math. 1.4 average finish the last, if you count the all-star race also, which oh. technically the all, it's a race, but 1.4 average finish in cup racing. The last seven races. Seven races. We're not talking in some late model series. We're not talking so, in cup racing. 1.4 average finish. Oh, dear God. Well, everybody, welcome back in. We are Gone Racing. Jeff Motley here, Brendan Gone, and we're, we're talking about uh, Kyle Larson's amazing, amazing run the last seven races and, and wins his fourth in a row, third place three times before that, and it's three official wins, but I'm still calling it four because all-star race is still a W. Unbelievable what he's been able to do. 1.4 average finish last seven races, and Jeff, right into the numbers, to win plus 275. To win a 40-man horse race, he was plus 275. And, and, and I got a little hint for everybody. The odds are going to be even lower this week for Saturday's race. Of and this is, this is number – we're in unheard of territory here. Not even Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick last couple years really were that low to win races. Minus 143 on the penny line. Minus. But minus 143. Give me a break. Uh, group A was plus 165. It, but foreshadowing, at least he was in a group. Uh, and then minus uh, minus 160 in a head-to-head battle. Oh, and another foreshadowing. At least he had some head-to-head battles. Wow. And basically this week, Kyle Larson's not going to make anybody much money is what we're going to yeah, be if, telling if, you. Well, first of all, you're not going to be able to find him any places to make a lot of money. But if you do, 
he's, he doesn't have a lot of money on him. Close my, the sports book. <laughs> my goodness. But, you know, you look at the top ten, though, Jeff. A lot of fun stats in this top ten again. Well, how about a 30-to-1 guy finishing second? That was awesome. And then, I mean, 30-to-1 to place in the top to, three. Top three, 30-to-1. Not, not to win, 30-to-1 no. for I mean, a top here's three. Here's our odds for the top three. Kyle Busch, of course, 275 minus 143. Ross Chastain, 30-to-1 shot to be a top three. Get pulling big numbers right there. Absolutely. I mean, and and I'll tell you what, he he was the only guy on the track that might have been as fast as Larson at the very end. Well, he had fuel, and he was he was able to run because he was the only one knowing that he had fuel. Uh, William Byron, plus 325, top three. Which I think was a very good number to get William Byron for a top three Absolutely. the way, he's, with, been with the way running, he's been running. The way he's been running. Now, and to Byron's credit, he had to make unapproved adjustments before and the race back. and had to start at the rear. Now, you look at this top top. 10, though, a lot of good stuff here. William Byron continuing his run. Eric Almirola, the snake-bitten Eric Finally. Almirola, who's been awful all year. But how about we follow this up with Stuart Haas Racing? Fourth and fifth. That is the best day Stuart Haas Racing has had all season. Then you go, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was super fast. Daniel Suarez, which I'm going to throw some stats out in a little bit, Jeff, about Daniel Suarez. Chip Ganassi Racing get to both their cars in the top 10. Kurt Busch, Christopher Bell, who I personally poo-pooed on Fantasy Radio, making me look like a, a dingus. And Joey Logano, the only Penske team. So the only Gibbs car is ninth, and it's Christopher Bell, yep. not the one you would pick. Now, Joey Logano, the only Penske car, including De Benedetto, in the top 10. Wow. I, that was those were some some amazing numbers there. You know, you look though at the winners of some of our group matchups and some of those things. Um, Kyle Larson, of course, we talked about being a plus one sixty five. He was the favorite in that group. Uh, William Byron was plus two ninety in Group B. Not a bad return for him. But C Bell, there you go. That sticks out some, big. Somebody right might have picked William Byron to win that Group B. Well, last hey, you got a, you got the W in Group B, but you missed in the the. I I wasn't here, but I definitely didn't even think about Christopher Bell at plus four twenty. It didn't entice me, and it should have. No, my day got off to a really bad start with that one when Ryan Blaney didn't even take the green flag without tearing his car up, just pulling from pit just road from onto pit road the out. banking of the racetrack. Way to go. Kurt Busch, 260. I really was heavy on on the RCR guys in that one, and Kurt Busch pulling that out, pretty impressive. Yeah, he was strong all day long, and he really I mean, finished eighth, but he was a sixth-place guy, and he ran out of gas on the last lap and lost two lost positions. lost a couple spots. Uh, a lot of guys ran out of gas that last lap. Eric Almirola, plus 260 in Group E, and the favorite, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I had Ryan Newman because I really thought that Newman and the way they've been running, but way to go, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on that one, doing a really fine job. Of, uh, of of pulling that out. I just, once again, Kyle Larson. Uh, Stenhouse was very strong all day. Stenhouse was strong all day. Yeah, I will, we're, and we're going to talk a little of some guys that we might be talking about more often now. Well, well, you know, one guy we have not mentioned who, when you start thinking about the playoffs, if, if you have this mistake happen in the playoffs, it could doom your entire season. Chase Elliott, disqualified from the race, Huge. For having, I think, five loose lug nuts at the end of the race. Now, Denny Hamlin thought he had loose lug nuts, so he pitted with one lap to go to tighten them. And that was a smart decision because he did have loose lug nuts, and he did have enough loose that he would have been disqualified as well. I don't know why we had this rash of loose lug nut situations with top teams, but if you make that mistake in the playoffs... A Ooh, DQ, boy. a DQ is huge, guys. I mean, that's one po one point. Well, he also lost a playoff point because he, because won, he won stage, stage two. No, that was that was a huge deal right there. So Kurt I mean, Busch ended up getting his first stage win of the year after the disqualification. Got a playoff point for it. But Kyle Larson, 
Fourth consecutive win. Led 264 of the 300 laps. That's six consecutive races now that Hendrick Motorsports has won. Is that with the All-Star race, without the All-Star race? That's with the All-Star race. Okay. Um, but, I mean, Kyle Larson, 17. Look at his career. His best season ever was leading 1,100 laps in a full season in 2016. Like, He's led 1,400 laps already this year. He's got four wins, three poles, 12 top tens in 16 races. And, oh, by the way, he's moved within 10 points of Denny Hamlin, who about six weeks ago, Denny Hamlin's lead over everybody was more than 100 points. And we were sitting here saying, okay, if we get 16 winners, you know, big deal, Denny Hamlin's going to win the regular season and take one of those spots. Now, I don't think we're going to get to 16 winners because I think Kyle Larson. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're a guy like Denny Hamlin right now, if you can't win, you're rooting for Kyle Larson. Yeah, because he's at least eating up the points. He's Correct. taking the bonus points and everything. But I just I, the season he's having. Who at the start of the year, Jeff Motley said Kyle Larson was going to have a. An you were definitely year. on the Kyle Larson bandwagon, and then we saw um, amazingly how well he started running early on. He got the win here in Vegas in in week four, and I think then it was kind of like you open your eyes because you know a lot of times if you come to Vegas and run well in March. That's usually a good sign for the rest of the season. When you look at the guys that have won in Las Vegas, Truex, Keselowski, Jimmy Johnson, Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, those, Kyle Bush, guys that went on and had great, great runs because it sets a tone for the year. But you go to the standings now. Kyle Larson, like you said, four wins on top of the standings, points-wise regular season champion. He's caught Denny Hamlin. He is 10 points. If you go down, if you're watching on the VEASAN feed, you're going to see that Denny Hamlin is 12th in points. He is the regular season points leader right now, but he's only 10 points ahead of him. But look at this. I mean, look at the top 10s for Hendrick Motorsports. Kyle Larson, 12. Remember, guys, we've only had 16 races. This is, that was our 16th race of, or sorry, 17th race of the season. Kyle Larson has had 12 top 10s. William Byron has had 13. Chase Elliott has had 10. And Alex Bowman has had eight. That's pretty impressive. And I think the most impressive part of that, William Byron leads all drivers with 13 top 10s. That's more than even Kyle Larson. Now, we talk about Kevin Harvick being down, right? This is a horrible season. Awful for Stuart Haas Racing. Kevin Harvick put a fork in him. They suck. They're awful. They're horrible. They're pitiful. He's got 12 top 10s, Jeff. He does have 12 top 10s. Once again, I would kill for Kevin Harvick's slumps. But, I mean, I think that we expect certain things. Like like right now, I think the whole Gibbs squad is in a slump. I mean, Denny Hamlin is nowhere near the Denny Hamlin he was early in the year. Martin he's Truex got, Jr. looked like he was going to be the dominant guy. Remember? He's got nine top tens in 12 races. Okay, but what has he done in the last several races is what I'm saying. He would have had 10 top tens and 13 mm-hmm. if, if, he, if he didn't stop for tires this week. I'm not sure exactly where he was when he came into pit. He was in the top ten. I'll have to go back and look at the video tape. <laughs> <laughs> I just I would kill for these slumps. I mean, this, these are numbers that are amazing. But don't you think that we like, for example, Tyler Reddick's numbers are nowhere near Kevin Harvick's. But we're saying Tyler Reddick's having a good year because the expectations, expectations are expectations. lower. I, I think it. there's an expectation for Denny Hamlin. And here's the thing with Denny Hamlin and and Kevin Harvick. I mean, Harvick's got a championship. Denny doesn't have a championship. Clock's ticking. No, Denny. Denny is Denny, and he's sweating that too. I mean, that's a big thing on him. You know, you look at you look at now the cutoff line of, of where those guys are. We talked to what a couple weeks back. We were talking about how the gap was from that 16th place guy. We thought Kurt Busch was going to have to win a race. 
Kurt Busch is now less than 30 points. He's 25 points behind Chris Buescher. And look, if Kurt doesn't have bad luck, Kurt's going to get in the top 16. Because Kurt has run well and just had tires go down or guys hit him or some part failure. When he actually puts it together, he had a solid run at Nashville. And you look at the guys that are there, it's tightened up. Look at those guys, if, if you're, once again, watching a VEASAN, the 17th through 22nd place guys, 367 to 342 to top 20. Ross Chastain has come from 26th or 7th in points to top 20 now. And these guys are these are guys that are running well, too. Ross, Daniel, they're running very, very well. They might be able to point their way in if they keep running as well as they are right now. Yeah, my gut feeling is only one of them would probably point their way in, maybe well, over Chris they, Buescher. Once but, again, you're, Buescher, you're saying too many guys have to drop out. Correct. And, so. I, and it's going to be like one of those guys could, could potentially do it and take Chris Buescher out. Um, Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon are breathing easier points-wise. Well, Dillon much easier than Reddick right now, I believe. But although Reddick, he's the kind of guy that you really expect every week for him to at least be in the top 15 and be challenging for a top 10. Yep, I I don't disagree. All right, so let's start looking ahead now. We'll go to the next five races real quick just so you look at what we're doing. Something really cool this weekend, which is why I want to start with this. This, Jeff, was supposed to be the first ever doubleheader weekend last year. We're doing two races at Pocono, Saturday and then Sunday. Special rules. You have to use the same car. You got to do those sorts of things. Pocono is what everybody calls the tricky triangle. Um, I love it. was fun. Three totally different turns. Uh, it's a ton of ton of fun for me to race. The fans don't always like it because it stretches out, but it is a ton of fun. Three turns, 100% this weekend, two weekends in a row now, 100% at Nashville, 100% this weekend. And the race is Saturday at 3 p.m. and Sunday at 3.30 p.m. So, really cool doubleheader weekend. Yeah, you know how I sometimes don't understand the names of races. Okay. So, we're calling us the Pocono 400. Well, actually, I think it's become no, named it's after the, a CBD, CBD product. Now, right? right? Yeah. Some CBD product. But the last time I checked, I thought we were running 325 miles on Saturday and 350 miles on Sunday. Well, you did that forever. You ran K. We used to have the 400K. Okay, but that's K. not even a 400K. Oh, listen, I'm just, you, you're dogging them I'm when just, they're I'm still... just saying I don't understand. It goes all the way back to that Bushy McBush face race or something that we had. <laughs> we get the <laughs> Bushy McBush making a rebirth. We and, love and it. Kyle Bush won it. So. After this, we had to... Now, this is what's really cool after this. First ever doubleheader, tradition, real doubleheader. If you're a race fan, five races. Friday, you have Arca and Truck. Saturday, you have Xfinity and Cup. And Sunday, you have Cup. There are five races in three days. If I'm a race fan, I'm heading to Pocono. It's not too late. Well, it probably is too late. They're probably already sold out. But yeah, I don't know what their capacity. I think they have no capacity restrictions. So no, nope, they're 100. Another camping so. is sold out. I saw a press release. That, on dude, that. that's so awesome. I think that's amazing. But after this, really fun. You go to Road America. Now, now I want to bring that July the fourth at Road America. How cool! I mean, Wisconsin. A true, Johnsonville, a true, Johnsonville Broads, a Johnsonville true bed of America oh, yeah. kind of state, and you could be up there grilling out on the hillside, or you know, it's in be your awesome. lawn chair watching the race at Road America. I love that. And, and there's going to be some 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 traditional American fans up there for that one. There's there's going to be some American flags flying. It's oh, be absolutely. I just I'm Wisconsin, one of the great patriotic states yeah, in the absolutely. country. Absolutely, love it up there. Then we go, of course, to Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, Will that be the first Cup race ever run in the state of Wisconsin? 
Uh, no, we used to. Did the Milwaukee Mile ever happen? If it was, it was before my lifetime. Mm, it might be, might be. Well, and then New Hampshire Motor Speedway, of course, uh, rounding out a little SMI run right there uh, of the two races. So, and then, and then we have a two-week break for the Olympics. For the Olympics, that's so right. So it's really you're coming up to. I mean, it won't be the halfway point of the season, pretty close. But uh, I think that's a big deal. That you get to New Hampshire and you can everybody can kind of regroup a little bit, give you some time to rebuild. So with that, we're we're going to go right to now in into the Pocono race this weekend and a lot of cool stuff Jeff with with Pocono and the racetrack itself it's difficult and it's difficult to handicap there's some guys that are running some highs right now there are guys that I believe are we're going to start talking about more and more and more as the season progresses we've talked about William Byron Alex Bowman I bragged about that deal a ton right I also think we're going to start hearing more of that name Daniel Suarez I think Ricky Stenhouse is proving we want to hear that name more. And I think Ross Chastain. The, we've already been talking about Austin and Tyler Reddick more. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm not saying we're not. But you've got some guys now that we're going to start mentioning more and more, especially betting-wise. It's going to be fun to watch. And you better watch out because these guys are starting to make some waves. And Stuart Haas Racing may be starting to pull, their, pull themselves together. It might get tougher for us. Well, and seeing these young guys doing well, it it goes back to the, you know, we talked about the simulator thing. I mean, it's not like they've got a lot of experience on these racetracks. No, nope. and they're not getting practice on them. And they're not getting any practice on them. I mean, we may be able to get that back next year, but not this year, other than the new places. Obviously, we'd had to have, we did have practice in qualifying at Nashville. We will get practice in qualifying at Road America. Yes. But there's not going to be that many of them. They're not going to get any this weekend. No, and, and for this weekend, folks, just remember, we just talked about a doubleheader right at Pocono. For us at Gone Racing, we're only going to handicap the Saturday race. So we're just talking Saturday's odds because the odds, of course, are not posted for Sunday. But I'm going to tell you, if I'm a better, which we, I can say I'm a better now. I don't have a NASCAR license. You're retired year. now. I don't have a NASCAR license. I can say <laughs> it. Uh, no, no disclaimer now for Mike Helton and, and Steve Phelps and my friends. So if I'm a better, I may not bet as much on Saturday. Even though I think I got a, a, a decent little look at some of the people I want. I'm not going to bet as much Saturday. I'm going to go heavy Sunday. Well, and one thing I think we need to remind everyone as well, if you're going to bet Sunday's race, after Saturday's race, invert. they're going to invert the top 20. Mm -hmm. So if you finish, if you win the race, you're going to start 20th. If you finish second, you're going to start 19th, vice versa. Now, when you get to 21st on back, it's going to be where you finished in the race. Now, the only thing that's going to be different is they are going to use the quote-unquote formula that will set the starting lineup for Saturday's race for pit selections for both days. Right. And so, so they, they get the same pit stall both days. That is, they that is the way it sounds to yes. me. Or, no, I think what they're going to do is they're going to use the formula based off of the Saturday finish to determine the pit oh, okay. stalls for okay. Sunday's race. So they will get different pit stalls, but they're going to use the Stephen Hawking formula, not finish position. <laughs> exactly. Got it. Okay. And, and I will have Jeff Motley when we come back describe you this, the Stephen Hawking formula so you can figure out the starting procedures. <laughs> we're going to get Bob Pockris to call in and explain <laughs> it to him. All right. When we come back, we're going to jump into the top threes and the odds to win. See you in a second on Gone Racing. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back in, everybody. Brendan Gone, Jeff Motley, Gone Racing. We're talking about Pocono Saturday race, uh, the, the, the Pocono Organics CBD 325. And we did get the name of the race for us. And uh, we're, we're going to talk about the odds to win Saturday, and let's jump right into it. No surprise here. Even slimmer than last weekend at Nashville, Kyle Larson, hottest man on the planet, plus 225 to win a 40-man horse race. Absolutely. I think that might be the lowest number as long as far as we've been doing this show. That is I'm not 100 percent, but I'm pretty sure that's the smallest number we've ever seen to win a race. Well, I think he's got a lot in this Saturday race in particular. I mean, I, I think it's it actually a good smaller. bet. I think it's it a could good, get smaller. It could. Somewhere. And I think it's a good bet because here's the deal. You know, we used to race 500 miles at Pocono. This race is only 325 miles. It's not that long of a race. No, um, so, you know, you're probably looking at only having to make about three pit did, stops. Did you see the meme NASCAR Chasm put out? Stopped at odds for a second. NASCAR Chasm is a famous, uh, for those that are NASCAR fans, he's a famous Twitter you know, guy that tweeter, makes a bunch, tweeter, makes a bunch tweeter. of memes and stuff. But it, he did the whole Star Wars with 
Pocono over Anakin Skywalker's head. And Padman, he says, he says, Kyle Larson can only beat us once in a weekend, right? And then it puts Pocono Raceway over Anakin's head. And, and she goes, right? I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. If he beats you twice this weekend, that could be a bad thing. Sorry, I digress. Uh, Denny Hamlin plus 750. That That is based on his history at Pocono. But Absolutely. it is certainly not based on the way he's been running lately. But he, but he is amazing at Pocono. He's always been very good at Pocono. Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, 800. Kevin Harvick, 900. William Byron and Martin Truex Jr., William down to 10 to 1. Brad Keselowski, 14. Ryan Blaney, 15. Alex Bowman, 18 to 1. Joey Logano, 20. Seabell, 40 to 1. Kurt Busch, 50. Eric Almarola and Tyler Reddick there at 66 to 1. Ross Chastain is now crawling up our first page now, 80 to 1. Chris Boucher, Matty D, Austin Dillon at 100 Chris Boucher, a former winner at Pokemon. That's right, former winner. His only career win year. came at uh, Foggier. Loved it. Fog. So, Jeff, I mean, there's some numbers there. You really look, I mean, honestly, Kyle Larson. Well, I don't think there's any question Kyle Larson's a favorite there. But can there, he right? win five in a row? Um, five in a row? You count, you count well, the all-star, count the all-star race, race? I think he can certainly win Saturday, but I do not think we're going to see the same guy win both days. Ooh, see, I think I think whoever wins Saturday is, is my favorite No, I think Sunday. that starting 20th on Sunday. Not hurt you. I've been there. It's not going to hurt you. And it, well, let me tell you, it's a lot better to start out front than it is to start 20th. Yeah, but it ain't going to hurt you. The, the way that place goes, I don't know. I just I just think the reason in the Saturday race is Kyle Larson could run away from the field very early on. Yes, he could. And you do end up with a runaway guy there. You know, looking at some of the history right now, Denny Hamlin, like you said, two wins in the last 10 races. Who has three wins in the last 10 races? Now, Ryan literally? Blaney runs very well there at Pocono as well. Three wins, probably Kevin Harvick. Nope. Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. But he's not running anything else I don't think of this weekend. No, he's pretty much pretty close to being out of races, I believe. He may have a couple more. He's got a couple Xfinity that left, I saw on the many. schedule, but he uh Kyle Bush, you know, he seventeen and eighteen, uh seventeen and eighteen, nineteen won three times, but last couple nine, five and thirty eight with a crash. So I don't know. I mean I, I I'm you know how I am on the Kyle Bush bandwagon when he practices and when he gets uh you know, or a race in does not have those Kevin Harvick, though, nine top tens last ten races. Yeah, I think right now it's hard to go and pick a winner that's not named Kyle Larson. It's almost like right now you want to wait for somebody to beat Larson before you're really ready to go and bet against him. Now, I think once we get into the top threes and things like that, then we can start exploring more names. But I just think it's very, very hard right now to go against Kyle Larson. The other guy I like in terms of a a good odd – William Byron is going to start right up front there with Kyle Larson. He's going to run well, and he's a double-digit guy. He's only ten to one. It's not like a fifteen or, you know, or twenty to one, but still ten to one on William Byron. Uh, that one I think is pretty good. And and his teammate, I mean, Alex Bowman is all the way down there at eighteen to one. Six races for William Byron, four top tens, a pole back when we qualified, ninth, fourth, seventh, and a bunch of those. He is very, very good at this track. Average finish nine point seven. So I do really do like that William. Byron number, and you know how I am. I'm not going against these kids. Uh, Alex Bowman, two top tens in six races. So, not the numbers, but definitely those are two guys that have been doing way more than they used to. And even if you go into the top threes, it's going to be the same thing. Well, and I think that's what we're seeing right now. The top threes are on the board, and Look at that Kyle Larson number. I mean, it's pretty much they're they're giving him a top minus three. 150, at least not a penny line for Kyle Larson. Denny Hamlin plus 185. Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott 215. Kevin Harvick 250. William Byron, Martin Truex 275. Brad K 375. Ryan Blaney 400. Uh, Alex Bowen five. Joey Logano 550. Seabell 10 to one. Kurt Busch 12. Eric Almirola 16. Tyler Reddick 16. Ross 18. Chris Boucher, Matty D are all 20 to ones. Kind of mirrors the others. 
mean, it's... It, it does, and I know we've only got a few seconds left in this segment, but I might speak a little bit more about a couple of those guys when we come back. Well, we will. We'll bring you back into the top threes when we return, and Jeff can expound on that knowledge. Welcome back in. Gone Racing, Brennan Gone, Jeff Motley, Vison Studio here. And we were just talking about the top threes, the DraftKings top threes there, Motley. And, and, you know, a lot of, of course, they mirror the odds to win, but there are some good numbers on some guys that you and I were talking off air. Tyler Reddick and Eric Almarola. These are Eric, especially. And, and, and Ross Chastain. And Ross Chastain. These are guys all year that have had to come from oh, 20s, 20s and 30s. 30s now they get to finally have clean air right off the start. Right. They're all going to be in the top 15. A couple of those guys are going to be in the top 10 to start the race. I just think this shorter race, um, like like right now we're looking at Chase Elliott, a plus 215 for a top three, but he's going to start 29th. Now, I know it, it's, it's passable it's, it's there. It's easy to pass there. But, but, but it's but also are, easy to get your fender pushed in because people are jockeying for position early, early on. And you are bringing up a very good point. These are not sprint races. These aren't four or five hundred milers that used to be at Pocono. These are now um, three twenty-five, I think, on Saturday and three fifty on Sunday. And and I'm looking at the stats. Eric Almarola, nine starts, four top tens, two f- top fives. Guess when his two top fives coincided? The two shorter races last year, third and fifth. He started from the pole, led sixty-one laps. So Eric Almarola has proven if he gets to start up front at Pocono, he can run there. Well, he ran well in the All-Star race. He ran well last weekend at Nashville. He's had good runs. The, the guy's had, I mean, he's had more bad luck okay. than even Kurt Busch has had this year. Almarola's had the and worst luck of anybody. Rodney Childers was on this week with Pete Pistone, or last week with Pete Pistone, saying that Nashville was the first new car that they have been able to put together with some of these things that they've been working on. And I don't even understand that. Why are you bringing out a new car halfway through a because season? Because they got put behind. They've but, been working their but tail off. But my point is, there won't, these cars are all going to be the, junk at the end of the I season. Mean, when I say new car, let me rephrase that. They don't mean fully built new car. They're not even allowed to build new cars. This is They've redesigned a couple of their, their you know, they've re-engineered a few things. And last week, they said, was the first car that they had re-engineered. Well, Fourth and fifth for Harvick and Eric Almirola. So I think it showed something. That makes me look at Eric Almirola at, at you know, I'm not going to say win, but 16 to 1 for a top three. Right. Hmm. And Ross Chastain, 18 to 1 for a top three. Only thing that has me worried about Ross Chastain is he's somewhat of a head case. So some days he gets in, inside his own head. And is he going to show up and run well like he did the last few races? Or is all of a sudden he going to start getting back to that Ross Chastain that wants to be uber-aggressive and, and you know crack his eggs? He looks like a guy who has started to mature as a race car driver, though. I mean, he really is. Kurt I mean, Busch, if he does, Kurt Busch is going to be a big factor in that. Well, and he's obviously got a great mentor there with Kurt. I mean, Kurt is a guy that's always tried to take care of his equipment. You know, he's never been a bonsai guy. He was guy. a hothead on everything else, Maybe. but his equipment wasn't part yeah. of it. <laughs> so there's a lot of those guys right there that I'm, I am I like for that top three that I'm not afraid to pick later in the show. Let's go right into the head-to-heads, Jeff. A lot of fun on the head-to-heads here, and I'm going to focus on one right off the bat. When you look at the overall screen, 
Kevin Harvick is plus 110 against four different drivers. William Byron, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott. Well, hold on. Kevin Harvick, I just talked about with a new car, coming off a deal, nine top tens in the last ten races at Pocono. Hmm, Motley. Hmm. Well, the one I really like the most, the matchup, I like the matchup against Chase Elliott. Again, and it goes back to what I said is I I think that there's the opportunity in the shorter race for Harvick to get a little bit of a gap there. Um, and the Elliott's crew may have to do something a little creative because we know it can get spread out in a hurry at Pocono and we're not running the we're not running the the, the new downforce package that we're running on the shorter ones. We're still running the big track package here. So I really, really like Kevin Harvick against Chase Elliott. The other ones I think are a little bit tougher. Um, you know, Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin, we just don't know what we're getting out of the Gibbs cars right now. No, and that that's true. Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin are uh, – it's it's kind of an unknown at the moment. You know, you're just not sure which one's going to show up. You look at the rest of the page, there's a, there's a Penske teammate, Blaney Keselowski, um, you know, Blaney definitely been running better than Brad lately. So if you go for what have you done for me lately? But Brad really good at this track. So a little nervous to jump off the Brad bandwagon. But well, and I'll tell you another guy who to me has shown nothing over the last month is Martin Truex Jr. I mean, he's had some miserable runs. Uh, Brad Keselowski's got a plus one fifteen to Truex is minus one thirty five. You know that one there. I'm just uh, Truex just, I, I, and I don't understand that one because if you'd asked me did, two he, months ago, he, I would have said he's the guy that's going to win it. He no. won like three, almost three in a row. He was the guy that got three wins first. Was like, oh my god, Martin Truex, here he comes, and now, hey, Martin Truex, where's he finishing? No, I, it's I don't almost disagree. like they become if they hit it, get out of the way. But if they don't hit it, they need to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 feast or famine for him. We go to the group matchups, and a lot of fun. I, I like the group matchups if you like the fact that there's no Kyle Larson. Which uh, we also didn't point out. He, there's no Kyle Larson in the no head-to-head Kyle head-to-heads Larson's. either. That, I, they, I don't think they want to put a minus-220 line out there on a Kyle Larson <laughs> head-to-head, so they just left him out. Uh, if you jump right into Group A, a, a tight, tight pack group here. William Byron, Kurt Bu- Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, all 270. Chase Elliott, 275. My goodness, paltry difference between those guys. Well, the first thing that jumps out at me is I'm glad to see that the odds makers have finally realized that William Byron is a Group A, is quality, a, group a driver. quality driver. Not only is he a Group A quality driver, he's one of the favorites in Group A. I mean, you could basically look at this and say he's the second favorite to win the race since Kyle Larson's missing. And if you look at that Group A, just what you talked about, Joe Gibbs struggling, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin. Hendrick Motorsports, not struggling. William Byron, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott coming from that that deep in the field position. William Byron starting near the front. And Joe Gibbs has been struggling. Maybe that gives me a a, a, a heavy favor onto the William Byron bandwagon. I don't know. That's I, I can read it that way. Jump into Group B. Kevin Harvick, 245. Alex Bowman, Martin Truex Jr., 270. Brad Keselowski, 305. I'm going to go back to the Brad K. Yes, eight top tens, six top fives, last ten races. But he has done nothing as of late. No, but, I mean, those two guys at the bottom right there, Truex and Keselowski, neither one have, have really amounted to much of anything. Uh, Alex Bowman's a guy who you figure is going to have a solid run. And Kevin Harvick's a little bit of an enigma, but honestly, I think he's the right guy to be the favorite there. So do I. And I would I would not be afraid to... And it's not a bad number. No, 245, it's not a bad number. It's not as good as what you're going to get on William Byron in Group A, but it's no. it's not a bad number. Group C, we got Joey Logano, plus 195, heavy favorite. Christopher Bell, 270. Kurt Busch, 315. Tyler Reddick, 340. Uh, you know, 
same thing. Joey Logano, okay, I, I get that he's the favorite. He's He's been running probably the better of all of them. You know, but you look at Logano here, three top tens, last ten races. Motley, I mean. I think it's worth going after one of the other three just because the return is better. Kurt Busch running pretty darn well right now. I mean. Kurt you know, Busch is running well. Seabell um, had a good race. Reddick, Reddick is, is is in the top 15 every week. He's consistent. Every week he's top 15, top 15. He's top five. Top 10 for sure, maybe a mistake, top 5, but he is for sure top 15 every week. It's just, is it going to be enough to be able to beat a Joey Logano or a Kurt Busch? Well, again, I I just look at that one right there, and I just think I would like to go away from the favorite. All right, when we come back, we'll be able to finish up our groups, and we'll give you our picks and tell you how we did last week on Gone Racing. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Want to rewatch any part of today's show or any past show for that matter? Check us out at vcin.com forward slash subscribe. There are also multiple other ways for you to watch. vcin's available on Fubo and Sling. We've partnered with iHeartMedia. You can also access vcin on all Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, take me to VEASAN. Uh, for all the ways to watch and listen, go to VEASAN.com forward slash subscribe today. Mr. Motley, Brendan Gone, 
gone racing. We're going the group matchups on the Pocono 325, the Saturday race. Remember, we're only talking the Saturday race. There are a doubleheader this weekend. So folks that are listening, remember, we're only handicapping the first race, the Saturday one. And we are advising most people to bet the Sunday race, see what happens on Saturday, and use that as a as a measuring stick. You're definitely going to going to be able to know a little bit more with no practice. We're going off of histories. What have you done for me lately? Um, so Saturday will definitely be... That's why you might look at a guy like Kyle Busch more on Sunday than you look at Kyle Busch on, on Saturday because he gets his practice session. That's right. And let's go right into Group D now. Let's finish up these groups. Uh, Ross Chastain has come all the way from Group F to now be in When the, he made a group at all. <laughs> yeah, to not even a group at all, to being the favorite in Group D. Ross Chastain is 250, Eric Almirola 275, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 280, and Daniel Suarez 285. Jeff Motley, this to me is the absolute worst group to pick. These are all the guys that I say are hot and ready and getting due, and they put them all in one jumbled group there. That's tough. It is a very tough group. I, if I had to lean any way at all, I'm probably leaning a little bit toward Almirola there. I like the number, and I feel like maybe his luck is starting to turn. And I do believe that when all four are at their best, Almirola is probably in the best car with the best opportunity out of that group. Daniel Suarez has been on a roll as of late, um, really doing well in, in that track house startup team. Stenhouse has had ran second all day. You know, at Nashville, so that's a tough one for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that that right there is the, the, uh, the super hot, do not touch, danger, Will Robinson group because very hard for me to pick one in Group D. Um, group E, Chris Boucher cooling off a little bit lately, but plus two twenty five, Maddie D two seventy five, Ryan Newman two seventy five, and then Eric Jones three twenty five. Eric, just as much as we want to keep jumping on the Eric bandwagon, but here's the problem: you ready for his stats? At Pocono? I'm sure they're good. Eight starts, six top tens. Okay. Third, but, second, third, fifth, eighth, third. But here's what I would rather you do, Brendan. Go back and see what the average finish has been over the lows, those races for the 43 car. That's the difference with Eric Jones right now. He is not in nearly the quality of equipment that he no. was in running with Joe Gibbs. No, and I, I hate right. to say that. But he still it's a track he really likes a lot. Well we saw we said the same thing about Darlington too, and then he gets in, in the forty three car and it was nothing like the way he had been running there with Gibbs. So oh, I, think, I think the the quality of equipment right there is is setting him back a bit. Newman's one of those guys where we always call him the sneaky Newman. He's there at the end, but he hasn't been there at the end lately. No, he hasn't. You know, you look at this one here, and 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 Matty D's been struggling. Like he starts to go, and then you're right. It's like he's the roller coaster. He's pushing through, so it's almost like that is the anti-Group D. Yeah, Group D's got four guys (laughs) that are all getting hot, and Group E is four guys that seem to be cooling Cooling off. off. Yeah, no, that's a. I mean, I see why Chris Boucher's there, but I wouldn't be afraid. Three twenty-five is a decent number for Eric Jones. He does run well there. If you're going to take a flyer, that's one I, I might take. I a think flyer basically on. that what we're saying is don't bet Group D and don't bet Group E. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of Group D or E right now. Uh, group F, uh, we always got to mention our affectionately named Ron Flatter group. Um, Cole Custer and Bubba Wallace, 240. Chase Briscoe, 290. Michael McDougal, Michael McDowell, plus 330. You know, I talked about the the stardom that that Trackhouse Racing. And, and Daniel Suarez, the, the trajectory I see them on. Bubba Wallace is the antithesis of that. One top 15 finish this season. All the expectations coming in. The Joe Gibbs equipment. The Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan. And they have just not performed what we thought. And Chase Briscoe, Cole Custer, the two guys at, at Stuart Haas Racing that just, you know, if you look at last week, 
were both running great, both had breaks fall apart. Um, I do think Stuart Haas is going to start to rise here. Um, That's a tough group for me, though, right there. I mean, I I would go Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe's got a good number, and I like the number on Chase Briscoe. So, I mean, if you had to – Where's McDowell starting, though? That's a – if you said it, you got to pick somebody, seventeenth, I might go Briscoe there. McDowell starting seventeenth. I mean, that's not terrible. You know, I, it's hard to look at his stats because you know the stats for that the teams he's been on just not good. But right, he's been running all right. Um, and we also we do have, of course, this week our team of race winner prop, and <laughs> oh, almost a negative. We're getting wow. dang close to a minus number for a race team winner. Hendrick Motorsports plus one oh five. Wow. Well, when you get to throw Larson and Byron and Bowman and Elliott all into one team, that's uh, it's kind of hard to pick against them. It is hard, but Joe Gibbs Racing, 240. Team Penske, 550. Stuart Haas Racing, 750. Then you jump into the RCR camp at 28 to 1. Chip Ganassi, 30 to 1. Roush Fenway at 66. JTG Doherty at 100. And then the field at 25 to 1. My, th- my thought on this is that you've got Larson is plus 225 to win the race. And Hendrick is plus 105. And William Byron is 10 to 1 to win the race. I think if Hendrick's going to win, it's going to be one of those two guys. I don't see Elliott coming from 29th and winning. I don't see Bowman winning this race. So I would go and bet Byron and El- oh, yeah. and Larson. And get, get a better Byron return and than Larson both than the return on 105. Well, and listen, NASCAR racing is a sport that betting a plus 105, a plus 110 – it's very difficult to do that, guys. I mean, you're just getting no return for it. Yeah, unless it's a driver head-to-head. I mean, even then, yeah, it's, it's even just, then, it's not a big return. But, but you know, here's what I looked at. I said Stuart Haas is on the rise, and we got Eric Almirola starting up front. We talked, bragged about him and, and Kevin Harvick. Well, both of them have you know decent odds, but how about a 750? I mean, if I don't think Eric Almirola is 66 to one, that's a little tough. But I still get Kevin Harvick at 900. I don't have to waste both bets. I get 750. I'll take that action. I'll I'll go that I think that Stuart Haas is getting ready to get back into the winner's circle. I agree, but I'm with you. I think I'd take Harvick to win instead of Stuart Haas to win. I mean, it just gives me a little Eric Almirola. He's been so good there. It does. I mean, I can give it 66 to one. All right, last week we did have results. We had, of course, a fourth pick with our our man Vinny. Mayulo Vinny, I think, doesn't want us to really show his odds on there. Sorry, uh, sorry, Vinny. But he did beat the pit crew last week. Me and Mr. Motley, once again, the winner in the clubhouse at a plus 1.2. You got Dylan over Reddick as a winner. I told Vinny that was my lock of the week. And he picked it. He he got that as a winner. Um, I got a couple winners in there. I got Kyle Busch over Chase Elliott, and I got Kurt Busch to win Group D. Um, yeah, you and I both picked two winners. It just I had a little bit longer little bit odds longer on, on the ones still that plus point seven for me. The picture got a winner with Hamlin over Elliott. They were minus two point nine. Well, they would, that was thanks to Elliott having five loose lug nuts. Loose lug nuts yeah, because believe me, when that the was race a loser until then. I was going to say because when I was adding them up as soon as the race was over, I said, "Oh, the poor pit crew missed all five of them." And then, and then the got, word came down to Elliott. Like, okay, good. I give him right. another another point here. They got so. to switch that in. But Vinny, thank you for filling in. And Vinny, I mean, last second getting Vinny to come in here. You know, didn't get a lot of prep time had to go with what he saw on the board and uh you know so he got a little w there but me and you i'm back at least on the positives jeff but uh as we always do we, we on the season we still haven't gotten you uh 
in the second place yet. Though. Uh, you, you know, know I, it, do that. I was in the leader in the clubhouse early too, but that's why it's that's why it's called sports. It goes to the end. Jeff Motley is a whopping seven point four. There's only one place to go for Jeff, and that's down. Well, if uh, people listen, listen to me. They're making money. Uh, the pit crew. Oh, they were listening to me earlier. They're making money. <laughs> the pit crew minus four one and me minus five two five. But I'm crawling out of the dungeon here, and I'm going to do it again this week. We always go from worst to first on last week's standings, and of course, the pit crew was worse last week. So we'll lead it off with them, Jeff, and they have, you know, fresh off the printer here. William Byron is going to be a top three at plus 275. Kurt Busch, top three at 12 to 1. Martin Truex Jr. to win Group B, 270. Kurt Busch to win Group C at 315. And Alex Bowman over Kevin Harvick uh, at plus 110. I thought that was the other way. Was it that way? It is. Alex um, Bowman over Kevin Harvick? Alex Bowman is a plus there 110. Is, plus 110, okay. So that is our pit cruise picks. Mr. Molly, that leads me into mine. And I am doing something I don't often do. Taking a race winner. Okay. Going Kyle Larson. I mean, 225, Kyle Larson, he's on such a hot streak. Ride it, baby. Let's get a 225 out of the win there. I'm also going to go into a top three. And I'm going to take an Eric Almirola at 16 to 1. I, I like the way we've been talking about being able to start up there finally, getting some fresh air, how well he's been running. I think Eric Almirola can get, hopefully get me a top three. Please do it for me, Eric. I'm going to go one head-to-head with Kevin Harvick over Chase Elliott at plus 110. Uh, I just, like you and I have talked, I, I, I think that's a decent, uh, decent bet right there with Chase where he's starting. Then my, uh, I'm going to take a fourth pick, Group A, William Byron, plus 270. And I'm also going to do something I don't normally do, Stuart Haas Racing. Plus 750 to win. Well, the bad news for you. I'm not going to gain on you? Well, you and I have three of the same picks. Oh, come on, man. I've already you got to change your picks. I, I circled mine before you, you ever made uh, you got to change your picks. Change them. I am with you. Until someone beats Kyle Larson. Got to stick with Kyle I'm Larson. I'm picking Kyle Larson to win. I like the plus 225. I also, because I think I did bring it up first, I really love the Kevin Harvick against Chase Elliott. Head to head, so I did mention that one first. So I'm going Kevin Harvick, but I'm going with another head to head that I actually talked about. Brad Keselowski at plus 115 over Martin Trix Jr. And then I agree with you on Group A. I'm going William Byron at Group A, but I'm going to go into Group B and take Kevin Harvick in Group B. So we got a couple of them different there. A few different. Not going to gain a whole lot, but the either either we're heroes or zeros with the uh, pit crew there. They're they're. Definitely uh, got a few of their own independent picks on there. Yes, they do. Well, Mr. Molly, that uh, that wraps up the the numbers part of our show. You know, show. I think that uh, Pocono doubleheader race fan. I talked about it. Five races, one weekend. Man, that's that's pretty impressive, Molly. Yeah, I mean, you run a you you run a racetrack. That's pretty darn pretty darn special. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty. You know, I remember. Remember in New Hampshire though. Remember in New Hampshire we modifies, used to run modified K and N East trucks, Xfinity Cup, and I mean we would run all kinds of different. But that's series what made those great races for fans. They love those weekends. I mean, if you're a fan, you go pack the place. Heck, the modifieds at New Hampshire okay. were like the. I mean, that's, that's the deal that's, up there. That's one of the greatest races of all time. For those that don't know, if you ever get a chance, if maybe it's on YouTube or something, put modified New Hampshire right. Motor Speedway. A nice weekend of racing at Poker. Great weekend week, out there. So. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for being back. You'll see us both next weekend. We'll break this race down and lead us into the Road, Road America, America race next week. Have fun, everybody. Talk to you soon.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.